Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Health and Sports Show. My name is Tom Butterfield, and I'm your host, as always. And today, I wanted to cover a couple of things that I've seen in the news the last week or two regarding head injuries in sport. One that was positive, but also mixed with a negative, and another one it was difficult to pick the positives out, in all honesty. So the first one will start with the good news. Arsenal ladies were playing in a European Cup match and one of their players, Beth Mead, got a head injury and it was suspicion or feared that she had some kind of concussion. Arsenal had unfortunately used all of their substitutes at that point. It was getting late in the game and Arsenal requested a concussion substitute, which is standard in the Women's Super League back in England. For some reason, I don't know why, but in certain national leagues, you can have concussion substitutes. But when the clubs go to play in Europe, you can't have a concussion substitution. I don't understand how it can be deemed to be beneficial in a domestic home game, yet it's not deemed important enough for an international European game. So that's the bad news on that one. (laughs) The good news was that Arsenal stuck to their guns. They put the players' welfare first and removed Beth Mead from the field of play and played the rest of the game with 10 players, which was good to see. Obviously, in, in the modern game or in sport in general, the pressure is there to get results and to win. And Arsenal were an exceptionally successful club. And sometimes the pressure can be put onto the player just to you know, just to go and make a nuisance of themselves or the pressures on the manager because their job is potentially on the line or the medical staff may have pressure put onto them because they don't want to potentially have a, a negative impact on a team result by taking one of the best players on the pitch out of the game. But they withstood all that pressure, kept Beth off the pitch and I honestly didn't see the result. But all I know is that it's an excellent result for the Women's Super League and the reputation of Arsenal as a club who's looking after their players. So well done to everyone there. Uh, Really, really good to hear that. On the other side of the coin, we had an incident over in the National Football League in, in America, American football, with the Miami Dolphins and their star quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa, who took a shot to the chest uh, during their week three matchup, it's now week four the, the matches have been played. So in the week three matchup, took a shot to the chest and, and went to the floor. We're presuming, because I didn't see the, the end result because the camera cut away, but we're assuming that as he's gone back, he's uh, had some kind of whiplash injury, so uh, whiplash movement, and his head has gone backwards, potentially hit on the turf. But of course, we know that you don't need to take a shot to the head or have a head impact to cause a concussion it can just cause a whiplash type movement where the brain is is shook, if you like, in the uh, in the skull. He got up fairly quickly and then proceeded to jog a few steps and then almost collapsed and went down onto his, onto his knees and got back up again, was clearly shaken up and was removed from the field of play, which is commonplace. And that's where I felt the incident would finish because you'd had an obvious uh, physical impairment, cognitive impairment, to his uh, coordination and Tua is a very, very important player. The quarterback is the most important player in in all of uh, American football and removed from the field of play. No more than eight minutes later, not eight minutes of game time, but eight actual minutes later, he was back under centre 
dictating the play. In all honesty, I felt a bit angry. I felt uh, unhappy, uh, sick to my stomach, because I don't see how the player could have been removed from the field of play, taken to a quiet area where there were no distractions, and the medical team could have carried out a full comprehensive concussion protocol in less than eight minutes. It just reeked of somebody perhaps not doing their job as thoroughly as they should. And when we compare it to the Arsenal situation, perhaps some pressure is applied to uh, whether they be a club doctor or an independent doctor to get the player back on the pitch because it was a very important game against the uh, Buffalo Bills, which was another undefeated team. But he got through the game, which was amazing. And they did actually win the match, which again was even more surprising. I wouldn't say impressive because I was still pretty sick to my stomach about it, but it was surprising. Later on the week, the player didn't practice. So the following week to the build-up for the next game, he didn't practice. He was on the injury designation as having a back injury, which is possible. But there was a suspicion that, you know, because if you put a player into the concussion protocol, they have to stay in usually for six days. You'll have to go through the different stages of the concussion protocol to prove that you're okay. And Miami were playing a short week the next week, which means that they weren't playing the following Sunday. They were playing the Thursday. So in order to get through that concussion protocol, it would have been too short. So did Miami, because I'm assuming here, did Miami give him an injury designation of back injury in order to keep him off of the concussion protocol, hoping that he would just get through and pass all of their stages and be, in their eyes, safe to play the following match, even though that would have broken concussion protocol, not only to put him back in the match, in my opinion, but also to have him play too soon after the suspected concussion. There was uncertainty whether Tua would play against Cincinnati on the Thursday. He did. And for any of those who saw the match, saw what happened, he took a heavy hit, almost like a, a, a ragdoll pull down to the, the floor, hit his head and was laying on his back. And his fingers went into spasm, like a, a tonic uh, reflex, if you like, when someone has a seizure which is not uncommon when someone has a blow to the head or has a concussion. And that was when it really hit home to everybody that perhaps things hadn't been done as well as they should have been in week three. One playing tour after he'd had the injury. And then perhaps there'd been a little bit of cloak and dagger in not giving him the concussion designation. One, to get them off the hook for putting him back in the game, but potentially two, so that he could play against Cincinnati without having to go through the minimum uh, concussion protocol progressions. Now we're left with Tua having had a second impact, and there is something called second impact syndrome. If you've seen our uh, video regarding concussion for beginners, I'll put the link up in the corner if you're watching this on YouTube, and I'll put the link into the show notes if you're listening on the podcast. We know that second impact syndrome is potentially fatal, and I certainly hope that this won't be the case with, with Tua, because there's been no reports of anything like that, but he was certainly removed from the field of play, and having that second concussion so close to, if not overlapping the first, does not potentially give you the best chance for full recovery or fast recovery, certainly. We're really just hoping that, that Tua is okay. He does progress and he does improve and he does come back to play football in the following weeks. How long that will be, who knows, because concussions can seem innocuous, 
but last a very, very, very long time. Or you can have somebody takes a very big hit and it looks like a really bad one, but then they'll progress pretty comfortably through the process. So hopefully he's the second, but I think it was a real wake-up call to people within the NFL that even though progression's been made with concussion protocols, there's still a long way to go as far as the putting player welfare first and the match result second. Please do remember to review the episode. Give us your thoughts. Did you see the incident of uh, either either the Beth Mead incident with Arsenal or the Tua Tungavaloa uh, incident with Miami? Uh, are you a concussion expert? Are you a sports doctor of some kind? You know, How would you have dealt with it? Would you have done the same as them? Have you ever been pressured to put a player back on the pitch but resisted? It'd be really interesting to hear from you. But please review, please subscribe to the channels and please share these episodes with anyone you feel may get value. So all the best. Bye-bye.